0: Hello, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, the lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our services at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 12 p.m. We are located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information about our church at www.sccview.net. Again, that website is www.sccview.net. I want to say it again. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, good morning, everybody. It is so good to see you today. We're glad that you're here. Would you go ahead and take out your program now? On the front of that program is an invite card, and we are having Christmas Eve services this week, and we want everyone to have the opportunity to come. Won't you take advantage? So if you're doing things on Christmas Eve and normally can't come, we're doing a Wednesday evening service just for you uh, that will be at 7, and then we have three services on uh, Christmas Eve. Can anybody tell me the times of those services? Ready? Three o'clock. Four thirty and six. 6. Okay, so you get a choice. So we hope that you will come out and be a part of that great day. Well, you can see the title in your uh, outline. We're going to be talking today about how Jesus came to give us awesome joy. And it reminds me of a story that I uh, heard this week of a guy who was struggling in his life. He was struggling so much with worry. I mean, like, he just, like, worried all the time. It was robbing him of his joy and so he decided to do something pretty extreme about that. And so he said, you know what? I am going to hire someone to worry for me. And so sure enough, he put an ad out and says, you know what? I will pay someone $1,000 a month if they will just come and worry for me. So he had a lot of candidates line up. He finally selected the guy. And he said, okay, I want you to worry for me for, uh, for a month. I'll give you $1,000 a month. He said, okay, fantastic. He said, um, so the guy, he starts making his list out of all the things he's concerned about. And the guy starts getting the list, looks over and says, Wow, man, that is some tough stuff, but I will worry about this for you. And so he goes on down the list, he looks over, and he's just about to leave the guy. He says, Okay, when can I expect my first $1,000 payment? And the guy looked at him and said, That's the first thing for you to worry about right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before, haven't you? So today as we as we look at, at this joy uh, it is worry that can can rob us of that and other emotions that can rob us of joy and so today we want to break that down I had a uh, Rhonda and I was uh, are connected with a person that was a childhood friend that uh, we connected with on Facebook some time ago I haven't seen them probably in 15 years and uh, I noticed that uh, her post began to be about illness, an illness that she had, and um, she began to post about that. She said, you know what, Uh, I'm going to have some tests done, but God's got this, and so she went and had the test done. Sure enough, they found a tumor in her stomach area, and uh, so she posted that. She said, they did find this. This is what I have. It is malignant, but she said, I want you to know God's got this, and so as the the day for the surgery would get closer and closer, she would begin to you know put out hey i'm going having surgery on this day thank you for your prayers god's got this the day of surgery happened and they removed the tumor but they did not know uh until after they tested it as to would she have to have radiation you know would she have to have more surgery so after surgery before she even got the news she just said i just want you to know god's got this and so uh, she got the news back that that she was not going to have to have any radiation they felt like they got 100% of it and that she would be fine. And so she posted again. She said, I want to say thank you for all of your prayers. But as I told you from the very beginning, I was confident that God had this. And so today as we, uh, as we talk about joy, I want you to remember one thing. And that is this. And it's on the, coming on the screen behind me. And that, this is the one thought that I want you to take away today is that Joy comes when I believe, would you say those last three words with me, ready? God's got this. We're going to do that today throughout the message because I want you to leave today with that. Let me try it one more time. I'm going to read the first part. You say the last three, three words together. You ready? Joy comes when I believe God's got, this. God's got this. So today, whatever it is you walked in with, that heaviness, I want you to understand that God's got this. And if you can embrace that truth today, you can walk out with a joy-filled heart. So there's four truths I want to give you today about how do, you, how do we actually um, get joy in our life. Four truths that actually bring joy. And the first one is this. Would you write this down? And that is that joy is now. Joy is now. Too many people say, you know, well, one day I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be happy. When? You know... I have these little toddlers in my house and when they get older, I'll be happier. No, you won't. No, you won't. You know, uh, when my kids get grown and move out of my house, I'll be happy. No, you won't. When my wife does this or when my husband does this or on my job when this happens or when this happens. And so you get got this whole laundry list of that, you're going to be happy when? I want to tell you something. Happiness is now. Joy is now. It's not when. If, if you can't have joy now, you won't have it then. We have to learn to have it now. We jump right into the, uh, the scripture. In Luke 2 and 8 and 9, it says this. The night, which is the night Jesus was born, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flock of sheep. Would you read this next word this underlined? You ready? Suddenly. Come on, shout it out. You ready? Suddenly. 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 An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and a radiance of the Lord's glory shone around them. Suddenly something happened. The shepherds knew something, and they know something that I think you need to know if you're going to have joy in your life, and that is this. Joy is not determined by what you have. Joy is determined by what you cannot lose. Let me say that again. Joy is not determined by what you have. Your joy is determined by what you cannot lose. And that has a relationship with God, right? That determines joy in our lives. The shepherds, all of a sudden, they were out there in their fields, you know, like, I mean, hey, it's apparently it's, it's probably nighttime, I'm guessing. And that they're just watching these little fur balls out there lay down. And they're probably having some shepherd conversation, you know, a little fire going, kick back. They're chatting about the day, talking about their wives, their children. Everything else that men do, you know, hunting, whatever, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, suddenly, bam, skies open up, an angel appears, and all of a sudden they hear about this great Savior. It suddenly, it just happened, boom, out of nowhere, joy's now, it's right in the present, it's like right now, it wasn't way off is right now. It's happening now in their lives. It happened. You see, God shows up in the midst of all kind of normal lives. So right now, if you're in the middle of a normal situation, if you're in the middle of life, you're a candidate for God to show up. I would say this to you. Many people make a mistake and they think, you know what? In order for me to have joy, I've got to leave my job. I've got to, you know, I've got I to go on a great, i got to go on a vacation. Well, vacations are fantastic, but I can tell you this, if you're not full of joy before you go, you're probably not going to be full of joy when you go. You know why? Because you're taking misery with you. And You know who misery is? You. You ever done that? Oh, man, shoot. You know, we, when we were, uh, our kids were smaller, we had a big travel trailer, and you know what? We were fussing while we were packing that thing up. We were fussing on the way down the road, and guess what? The fussing didn't stop when we crossed the state line. It kept on. Right? What? Because I was miserable. You know, it was my my misery. It already was there. You you are. Are you tracking with me? Why do we think that Disneyland makes us all happy? It doesn't. You get hot if you go in July. You think you're going to hell. I'm telling you, you've been to Orlando in July. Yes, it's hot, right? I mean, it's horrible. And so it just, it just adds to it. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know what? You've got to get it right here before, before you, like, the trip doesn't fix it. You know, a weekend doesn't fix it. Now, now those things are great. I'm not, I'm not going to, you should do them. But I'm saying, why not just go ahead and get joy straight out right now, and you can just enjoy it now and then. Joy is now. You see, joy is here when I believe that no matter what the circumstance is, It's that God will show up. Amen? Amen. How many of you have ever had a prayer answer? Let me see your hand. Okay, great. You understand what suddenly means, don't you? You was praying, 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 praying. You know, nothing happened, nothing happened. You're like, oh, this is going to ever happen. All of a sudden, bam! Suddenly. Happened. This week, I want to tell you, we had an opportunity, our church, you, We had an opportunity to, boom, suddenly show up in some people's lives, and it made a difference. Would you watch this video?
1: Thank you guys so much for everything. Um, You just don't know how much this means to a mom who has maybe no support, who doesn't have any kind of um, group around her to support her when she's having this child. And so when she comes here, And we have the classes, they're called Earn Why You Learn. And they can move through this program and earn points. And they can earn all of these brand new items. And so it lets them know that they do have support, that they're gonna be able to um, supply things for their baby that maybe they wouldn't be able to
0: before. Well, you're so welcome. And uh, this is a, we have the greatest church in the whole world that is very (laughs) generous. But we have something else for you we'd like to share with you as well, is that we'd like to give you a check for $1,000 uh, to help with any needs that you may have at the Resource Center here. Thank you. We just want you to know that we are a partner uh, with you and we believe that, uh, you know, when we give, people live. Okay, so uh, we're with Stop Rich Community Church, and here we are uh, one that we're celebrating the partners that we have in our community of helping people. And Our theme at Stop Rich Community is that when we give, people live.
1: Several uh, families, uh, one particular time a mother showed back up at our desk, and she was it was the afternoon, she had already picked up her food and everything, and she said, I just had to come back and say thank you. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, I had two little girls and I didn't have anything to feed them. Mm. And she said, I didn't, you know, I I kept trying to get here and kept trying. And she said, I finally made it today and you all gave me hope.
0: So we have a check here today. That is a check for $5,000 for the food bank. And we just want to say thank you so much for all that you do.
1: Thank you so much, Stockbridge community. One particular family that we helped was a, a mother, a single parent with several children that um, was going through chemo. Mm. And we helped her with her utilities. We helped her with food. We have helped her with Christmas.
0: As you can see, uh, SEC, this is why we support nonprofits like Connecting Henry, is because when we give, people live. On behalf of Stockbridge Community Church, we'd like to present you with a check today to help with the needs of our county and those that are down and out uh, for uh, the amount of $2,000.
1: Woo! Thank you. Uh,
0: We believe at Stockbridge Community Church that when we give, people live. And so would you say that uh, the Haven House Uh, Actually helps women actually save their life. Can you describe like how
1: totally saves their life? In many cases, they are fleeing for their life and for that of their children. Um, Many of the children have been physically abused. Certainly, the women have been. Um, They they need safety and they need security of getting away into a new and giving a new start. One comes to mind of a woman that came in. Um, We. Uh, She had been planning, and what we do is we talk to them before they come. She had been planning with them on how to get out safely. And what they had orchestrated was when her husband was going to leave for work, that a moving van would arrive at a certain time, collect all their belongings, and they would get to us safely um, within like an hour. So it was a really scary time, and um, we got her actually relocated to another state
0: Mm. for safety. I have a very special gift from Stockbridge Community Church. I have a check right here in my hand, and this check is for $2,500. And we want to say to you that we want to invest in what you're doing. We want to partner with you. We want to help you save more women's lives and more children's lives in our community. gave $10,000 that we just transferred. So, boom! Suddenly, we showed up. God showed up through us. Would you just turn around and high-five the person and say, you know what? We have a great church. Would you go ahead and just high-five them and say that? We have a great church. Amen. Amen. We have a great church. I didn't, It wasn't on the video, but uh, all the stuff that you saw in that first one at the Crisis Pregnancy Center all the stuff that you saw, 90% of that come from you. So we gave them a check for $1,000, but also we gave them an estimated over $2,000 worth of, worth of diapers and playpens and high chairs and all that stuff that you gave. I just want to, as a pastor of, your, of you, this church, I just want to say thank you. You're the best people I know. Amen. I applaud you. Just great. Okay, we're going to move on. I'm getting all emotional over here, getting choked up, so we better move on, all right? So remember when we started this off saying, remember your three words? Joy comes when I believe what? God's got this. God's got this. God's got this. The second thing I'd like you to write down is this, is that joy is sent. Joy is sent. Going back to the story of the shepherds again, We see that they've all of a sudden seen the angel. Now look what happens here. They were terrified. (laughs) How would you be if a bunch of angels showed up? They'd be freaked out. You know what I'm saying? Which I try to tell Rhonda that one shows up at her door every day. Why are you laughing? (laughs) Yeah, she did the same thing you did. The reason that is, let me just say this real quickly, I'll move on. The reason that they said they were terrified is, just, is because in the Old Testament, when an angel showed up, it was going to really be a really good day or a really bad day. And you never knew, knew which one, you know, because sometimes angels showed up and you were dead. They were like, okay, see you, you know. So they didn't know, but they, they were terrified. It goes on to say this. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will be what? Come on, shout that out. It will be what? Great joy. joy. It will be great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. So joy, the angels said, you know, the, they saw the angels, so joy came from above. And this is what I want you to understand. Joy does not come from within, joy comes from above. Did you get that? You have to have a source of joy. If you're already empty on the inside, you know, our culture says, look within, look within yourself, look within. Let me tell you something if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. I got to have a source, right? I got to have, if my tank's got to be opened up, it's got to be filled. And it's through Jesus Christ. Another statement in here that, that really, you know, I'm sort of a simple guy, but this got my attention. And the statement in the uh, verse there where he says, I bring you good news that will be great joy to all the people. Now, I'm asking myself, okay, what's the difference between good news and great joy? You know, if he said that, there's got to be a difference. And then I figured it out. I want to help you. you know what, You know what good news is? Good news is this. Good news if you say, you know what? Pastor, this week I was at home. It was the afternoon. I just got home from work. My doorbell rang. I went to the door. There was a camera crew there. And there was this huge check. And these people were from the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. And I got a check for $10 million. Hi, Mom. If you you were to tell me that, you know what? I would go... Man, that's awesome. That would be good news, right? I heard you. I'd be celebrating. Man, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you got that. Awesome. You know, did you write your Tide check yet? (laughs) Just in case you would wonder if I really was a pastor here, all right? That's good news, but let me tell you what great joy is. Great joy is I'm sitting in my recliner. I turn on the tube. I relax. My doorbell rings. I go to the door. There's a camera crew there. There's a check that says $10 million. It has the name Jeff Dolls on it. And then the next question I ask, is this a prank? (laughs) And then they go, no, they they identify themselves with the the Publishers Clearinghouse, and they write me a check for $10 million. Now I want to tell you something, that's no longer good news. That's great joy, baby. Rhonda, we're going to Hawaii. We're going to Australia. Baby, we're, we're taking a month off. See, the difference between good news and great joy. It's sort of like the difference between major and minor surgery. <laughs> right? You know the difference, don't you? Major surgery is when it's on me, minor is when it's on you. <laughs> I go to the dentist and they, they got to pull a tooth. That's major surgery, friend. They say, so, now we got a little minor procedure. I'm like, are you kidding me? You cutting on me, this is major. Okay, so that's the difference. So Christmas is personal. That's what I'm trying to say is that there's a Savior born to you. He is Christ the King. He's, he's the Lord, and that's what you have to understand, and I have to understand. In order to have great joy, we have to understand He's born to us. A Savior is born. A Savior is born. Look what Luke says. Again, in Luke 2 and 17, he says this. After seeing Him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angels had said to them about this child, all who heard the shepherd's story were what? Astonished. Here's something else. Joy is not only sent, but joy is also shared. See that? You don't, just, you don't just receive it, it's not just sent, but you share it. This is what I want you to know. Is that you know, the more that you share good things that's happened to you, the more joy you have. You agree with that? How many many in this room have ever had something good happen? Let me see your hands. Okay, that's all of us. Now, when I said that, you just remembered something, right? You know, and when you tell other people about the good stuff that's happened to you, it's amazing how good you feel on the inside all over again, right? You know what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that rejoicing. It's that when you share joy, you share something that's happened to you, and you share it over again, guess what? It might have happened... 14 years ago, it may have happened 24 years ago, or it might have happened 40 years ago. It doesn't matter. Every time you share it, you feel that joy all over again. You feel it good. This is what I want to say to you today. If you want to live with a joy-filled heart, then talk about joy-filled moments. Did you hear that? Maybe You know, don't we spend too much of our time talking about the bad moments of life? Would you agree with that? The majority of news that we focus on today is bad news. And you know what? You turn on the, new, you turn on the news, and 99.9% is somebody shot somebody, somebody killed somebody, somebody was raped, you know, someone's abducted, you know, something happened here. Something, it's all bad news. But you know, with us, we have good news. And this is what I want to tell you. It's impossible to have a joy-filled heart if you're filling your mouth with bad things. You agree with that? And listen, the best thing that some of us can do to have a Merry Christmas this year and have a joy filled heart is quit talking to ourselves so much. (laughs) All of us do that, don't we? I mean, I I can work myself up into a tizzy. I don't know what a tizzy is. That's what my family always said. I have no idea. I can, I can work myself up, and so can you. I mean, like, you know, I can just get focused on one thing, and all of a sudden it just eats at me, eats at me, and it just causes me to have all kinds of issues going on, and then you know what? I'm having all these raw emotions, and then one person said just one thing to me. It's really me just go off on them. Why? Because I've already worked myself up. Do you know that words... God used words to create the universe. You know that. In the beginning, God, God what? God said, let there be light, right? God didn't go out and make it. He just spoke it. In other words, God says, words that you have, words that I have, are more than just for communication. They're also for creation. And what you're saying is creating an environment around you. And the question is this, is what is, is what coming out of my mouth, creating an, an environment that is filled with joy or is what's coming out of my mouth creating an environment that makes me depressed, makes others depressed. So when you have a conversation with yourself, just make sure it's it's on the good stuff, right? Man, if if you you don't get anything else I say today and you walk away with that, your life's going to change because you can talk yourself into depression. So why not go ahead and begin to talk about the good thing? The Savior came. It's Christmas. Hello? Merry Christmas everybody It's Christmas It's time to be joyful You know you don't just get up and feel it You start talking about it Jesus came He saved me I don't know where you were when he saved you But I can tell you I was a wreck I was messed up Jacked up And nobody could do anything with me My mama couldn't do it Daddy couldn't do it The police couldn't do it Detention couldn't do it Nobody could do it But when I met Jesus And he came into my life And he saved me He changed my life Hello Joy to the world Amen? you looking at me like that. I know you were jacked up, too. Some of you, if God hadn't saved you, you'd be dead by now. You're married. You would have been divorced. You would have been disowned by your family. You would have been in jail. But God saved you. He changed you. He made you into somebody totally different. Some of you were so strung out on stuff that you couldn't find your way out. And God come in, whether it be through uh, an AA program or somewhere, so you met God. And it's joy to the world. And have you forgot about that, that he saved you? And so I don't, you say, you know what, I don't have anything to be thankful for. I'm broken. Our Christmas is not going to be so good. I tell you what, you go back to the moment that he saved you and changed your life and made you in this new person. Then you have something to say, Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, I'm preaching good now. I know that. So joy is shared. This is what I want you to do. It's like we need people to know about this joy. And when you share Christmas, when you share with others, you receive the blessing as well. So, would you take that card off the front of your program? Would you take that card off? Hold it up. What I'd like to do right now is ask. I'm going to ask God to give, let you give a gift this year. I want you to give a gift of joy to someone else by giving them this card and inviting them to one of our Christmas Eve services. You ready? Got it? Everybody hold it up. I don't see them. Here we go. All right, great. Let me pray. Father... Right now, in the name of Jesus, we know that this card is blessed. And so we ask you that when we give it to someone, that the joy that we've experienced when we receive salvation, that they will experience that same joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, let me finish the prayer. Dear God, if they throw this card away, I pray they have three flat tires. No, I'm just kidding. 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 So let's say it again. You ready? Come on. Remember our main thing? Here we go. You remember your three words? Here we go. Joy comes when I believe what? God's got this. God's got this. this. Number three, you ready? Joy's a journey. Joy's a journey. We pick up now the wise men. The wise men see a star. They've been studying this, so they see the star. They decide to get on their camels and follow a star. And as they follow the star, apparently the star goes out right before they get to Jerusalem. So that's why they go on into the capital and they begin to ask about Jesus. Has anybody seen this Messiah? Where is he going to be born? And and they do a little research and find out that, well, in the scripture it says, he's going to be in Bethlehem. And so they decide that they're going to take off and start going toward Bethlehem. And sure enough, when they get right close to Bethlehem, all of a sudden the, the star shines right over the place where the Savior is born. Now notice what, the, what they say in Matthew 2 and 10 when they saw the star. Look what happened. When they saw the star, they were filled with what? With joy. See, joy's a journey. Notice how it, the star went out, but it come back on. And so now joy's a journey. You have to understand that, that joy is a process. And sometimes we're not going to always feel joyful. Even though we have joy, we're not going to always feel it. That's why the psalmist said this in Psalms 30. Crying may last for a night, but joy comes When? in the morning. It comes in the morning. Joy the a process. This is what I want to tell you. The problem that you and I have is this, is that we want joy right now. Right now. I mean, shoot. We want want microwavable popcorn. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for that invention. You know, we want it microwaved, don't we? We want it instant. We want it right now. Right now we want joy. And so I would just say this to you that any time that you try to manufacture joy, any time that you try to do that, most of the time when you try to manufacture joy, you actually end up getting regret. You can't manufacture joy. That's why, you know what, some people say, well, you know what, if I had a new relationship, then I'd be happy, you know? If I, if I had this, I'd be happy, you know? I'll just go out and party a little while, then I'll be happy. No, 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 what you get is regret. You can't manufacture joy it's from above and sometimes you we just go through seasons in life right listen man this thing's not all roses is it the great thing about having christ in your life is that life it doesn't make life a bunch of roses but it sure does help with the thorns amen because we have those so we have to understand that look at matthew 1 and 23 it says the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him emmanuel which means what God with us. God is with us. God is with us. This morning I, uh, I gave you a candy cane. You still have your candy cane? Some of you have already eaten the sermon, haven't you? Say, <laughs> man, we had a good sermon today. It tasted good, like peppermint. I, wanted to, I, I, uh, I come across this uh, story of the candy cane. And, of course, it, the candy cane was created to remind us of Christ... And there's a whole great story, but I didn't have time to go through the whole process, so I found a poem that actually would help me describe to you what the candy cane is all about. So, would you listen to that? It'll be on the screen behind me. Just hold your candy cane. Look at the candy cane. What do you see? Stripes that are red, like the blood shed for me. White is for my Savior, who's sinless and pure. J is for Jesus, my Lord, that's for sure. Turn it around. And a staff you will see. Jesus, my shepherd, was born for me. Amen? Amen. Amen. So now as you look at the candy cane, you're thinking of it different. Think of Jesus, that Jesus is with me and that he's my shepherd. And that brings us joy. That brings us joy. You can eat that after you leave, by the way. Unless your breath is really bad, then go ahead. Remember what we said? Joy comes when I believe what? God's got this. God's got this. Joy is scary at first. That's number four. Joy is scary. I want to tell you about a guy you probably have not heard a lot talked about in the Bible. His name is Simeon. Simeon was the priest there that was a part of Jesus' dedication when he's being dedicated to God. And he begins to say some things in here that's a little scary. And look what he says. Simeon says this to Mary. In Luke 2 and 34, it says, Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, The baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to what? To fall. Like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. That's not part of the story I remember. Fall. And then she goes on to say this. But he will be a joy to many others. Now, what was he talking about? Why why would he say this child is going to cause many to fall? I mean, like, that's not what we remember about Christmas, right? I mean, he's like, it's joy to the world. You know, the Lord is born. Unto you this day is born as Savior. Well, here's the deal. People like Herod in the Bible and the religious people, the religious rulers that day, guess what? They already had what they thought they needed. They had power. They had power. So they were holding on. Herod was holding on to his power. And he would do anything. If it meant, even if it meant murdering his family to keep his power, and he did that, he would just hold on to it. The religious people couldn't receive joy. one Because they already had power. And their power is what they held on to. So they, they thought they didn't need anything else. They, we've got this. And they were so busy holding on to what they thought would bring them joy that they couldn't embrace real joy. Here's the scary part of joy. Sometimes you and I have to let go of what we're holding on so tightly to in order to grab on to what Jesus is offering us. It reminds me of the old story. You probably have heard it before. There's a guy driving around the mountains in a convertible, and he's just cruising. Well, he goes a little too fast. He hits a, a curve, the guardrail, the car flips. He falls out of, the, out of the car, and on his way off the side of the cliff, he grabs a root that's hanging out of the ground. He's holding on to that root, begging for help. And sure enough, the rescue crews come. His arms are shaking, but he's still holding on to that root. They throw a rope down, and they say, Okay, all you've got to do is grab a hold of that rope now, and we'll pull you to safety. And he's scared to death. Because he's afraid if he lets go of the root, will he have enough strength to hold on to the rope? Here's the deal. Many of you are holding on to the root of your problem. And Jesus is saying today, I've thrown your rope down. And all I'm asking you to do today, in order that you may grab a hold of me, is that you release that. That bad relationship that addiction that you're holding on to, you release that today, that argument, that fight that, that you've been holding on to, that you release that today, that you may embrace me. I read a, a story this week of back in the, the early 1900's there was a war between Russia and Finland. And the, the, the Finnish people actually captured some of the Russian soldiers who had had committed some hideous crimes among them. And so the penalty for the crimes that the Russian soldiers had done was that they they were to be put to death by execution, by a firing line. And as they brought them before them, they did a trial, and they said, all of you are going to die tomorrow by a firing line. And so... Those seven Russian soldiers. Some of them begin to cry. begin to cry out the names of their family. Others begin to ask for things that you know, like give me at least one more good meal. And but there was one Russian soldier who, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, began to sing a hymn that said, "Resting in the arms of Jesus." Resting in the arms of Jesus. The other soldiers looked at him because, you know, that's when the height of communism was, was on him. They denounced God in Russia. And they were saying, what are you talking about, you foolish man? What are you talking about, you foolish man? He said, well, I want you to know that on our journey over here, we come across a Salvation Army soldier. And he began to tell me about Jesus. And secretly, I let go of communism. I let go of my disbelief in God. And I embraced the Savior. And I have been so full of joy. I've had to hide it from you guys. But I've been so full of joy. And I know that tomorrow, I'm going to meet my Savior tomorrow. They cursed at him. They laughed at him. They told him how foolish he was. But as the night progressed on, One by one, they come to him and they said, Tell me about this Jesus. It is recorded that by 4 a.m., all six had come to him. And they had received the Savior. They had let go of the old life that they had been bracing. All their fears, all of their doubts. They let it go. And the next day, when the finished soldiers walked out to do the execution. They normally put a covering over their head. And as they walked out, the guys asked them, can you please take the cover off our heads? And as they took the covers off their heads, they looked down the gun barrels that were about to take their life, and they were there with their arms raised, and they all began to sing this hymn that said this. Listen to what it says. Safe in the arms of Jesus, safe on His gentle chest, there by His love, Sweetly my soul shall rest safe in the arms of Jesus safe on his gentle chest there by his love my sweet sweetly my soul shall rest and As they took their lives They didn't take their lives They let go of what they had been holding on to in order to receive Christ today I want to pray for you because many of you walked in this room today, this church, you're holding on to something. Maybe it's a fight that you had last week with your spouse and you're still holding on to it. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a conflict in your family with your, maybe with your mom or dad or brother or sister. And you, it's been a year long and you've been holding on to it. Maybe it's addiction that you thought was secret. You've been holding on to that. Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe you're afraid to let go of this relationship because you may not find anybody else. Maybe that's it. Whatever it is, today's the day. You say, Jesus, I'm letting go of this root, and I'm going to hold on to the rope that will pull me to safety. Would you bow your heads with me? I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your Son, Jesus, there's many in this room, God, that have heard what you said. And God, now they're hearing you and not me. And Lord, today, they're making a decision today that they're going to let it go. And they're going to embrace you. I thank you for the miracles that's going to happen in those believers' lives. But God, there's some in this room today that are not followers of Jesus Christ. Even though they prayed a prayer one time in their life, they know they're not following you, oh God. And So they're severed. Their relationship's severed. So today, as I'm praying right now in their heart, God, they're already crying out in their heart. They're saying, dear God, I need you. I need that rope. I need that safety. So dear Jesus, come into my life. And would you, would you save me? Because I can't save myself. Would you save me and forgive me of my sins? Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today, if you prayed that prayer to become a Christ follower today, the only thing I ask you to do is before you leave, on the back of your connection card, you check the boxes that I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. Would you stand with us now as we sing our closing song together? Come on, stand with us. I hope you enjoyed the mess today. I would like to stop right here and offer an opportunity for you to say a special prayer. If you're listening today and you're not a Christ follower, I would encourage you to pray this prayer. And it simply says this, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior, guide my life, and help me to do your will. If you prayed that prayer today, would you email me? My email address is jeffdaws1 at sccview.net. The spelling of my name is J-E-F-F-D-A-W-S, the number one, at sccview.net. Again, thank you for joining us today. And by the way, if you'd like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, that others may hear the good news of Jesus, I would challenge you to go to our website at www.sccview.net and click the Give link at the top of the web browser. And there's many ways that you could give there. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. It is our pleasure to come to where you are and share the gospel. God bless you.